Hey everyone, JD here. I am pretty sure this podcast episode is being released a little bit late. If so, I'm sorry about that, but, well, I've had some complications that have come up, and, well, they're sort of threatening the future of the podcast and or MuppetHub.com, so I have unfortunately had to devote some more time to taking care of that. I'm really sorry about that. Um, but I do have a lot of fun projects in the works at MuppetHub.com, so please stick around for that. Um, if you have any feedback for me, I'd really, really love to hear it. You can always reach me at me, me at mubbithub.com. And one of the things that uh, I could really use some different opinions on is what I have been doing with the mobile site for Muppet Hub. I know up until very recently it was pretty atrocious to look at because even though the theme was supposed to adapt naturally for mobile sites, that was not working. There's an issue with the header. I've been trying to resolve it using CSS and PHP and all that good stuff, but it is not uh, letting me fix that that way. So I brought in a little plugin that's trying to make the mobile site look a little nicer. So please tell me what you think about that. It's still a work in progress, but you know I like to get that a little bit better for those of you who want to be able to visit Muppet Hub on your phones. Um, I think those are most of the big announcements. So with that, I can shut up so you can listen to me talk a lot more about other more interesting things. Bye now. Look, Grandma's cookies. <laughs> you like those. I hate everything right now. Cookies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grandma's everything. I know, I know. Oh, I might have those big Newtons, though. Oh, there Let's you just go. go get some change out of the car. Be right back. No, 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 no. It's not going to work. Now, look, look, look. Could you just work with me here? I'm trying to get you fixed up and back to the show before... Before what? No, before Pache brings in that DJ to guest host. Guest host? No! Deadly! You didn't tell her! No, I didn't tell what her! What is your job anyway, Frog? Senior VP of Avoiding and Omitting? Lies are toxic, Kermit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I live a 100% transparent life. No! Guest host! No! Piggy! No! Piggy! No! Piggy! No! Piggy! Come on, Piggy! Will you take On the encased treats, just waiting to be set free! Yeah, yeah, do that. When the Muppet Show is over, you know where to go. Come on down to Ralph's Tavern, and let's talk Muppets. Hello and welcome to Ralph's Tavern. On the menu today, we've got... Well, just the usual stuff. You know the drill. Today's house special is Generally Inhospitable, the 15th episode of The Muppets on ABC. Let's Talk Muppets is a part of MuppetHub.com's podcast series, 11 Point Collar, available in iTunes. Joining us this week are Jared Fairclough from The Muppet Mindset and Ariane Gallagher. And now, here's the only one of your co-hosts who bothered to show up, J.D. Hansel. Hi-ho, gang. It's great to be here again. This is part one of the Let's Talk Muppets season finale, and we're going to be talking about episode number 15 of The Muppets, which I think is going to be a lot of fun. Part of what will make it fun is how delightful this episode of the TV show is, uh, but I know it's going to be a fascinating conversation because I am joined by two people who have both been on the show before, making great contributions. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Jared Fairclough all the way from Australia, and Arian Gallagher all the way from... not terribly far from here, actually, but that's not the point. Okay, welcome to the show. One of you say something. It's a pleasure to be here once again. Now very the other say something. Here. Oh, there we are. Perfect. Lovely. Thank you very much for lying. Okay, let's see. Now, see, if this show had visuals, then it, th that part would be a lot easier because then there's no, you know, trying to figure out who's going to talk first or anything like that. I just show you 
And then we move on to something about how, you know, MuppetHub.com is the home of Let's Talk Muppets, and it's where you devoted listeners can find the show notes and other podcast episodes and articles and videos and other fun stuff. If you like Let's Talk Muppets, please consider giving us a review in iTunes and also shoot me an email to tell me what you think of the show at me, M-E, at MuppetHub.com. The Facebook page uh, can be found at MuppetHub.com slash Facebook. The Twitter feed is at New Muppet Show. That's at New Muppet Show. And now I think we've already gotten my main housekeeping items out of the way, so um, uh, let's start with bugging Jared. How are you doing today, Jared? I'm very well, mate. How are you? Okay. I mean... Uh, I'd be a lot better if we'd started at yeah, the right time, so I, I'd, I'd be would, watching I, House of Cards. I, I would be a lot better, too, and not so um, uh, stressed out and sweaty, but, you know, you know, I'm, I'm finding a way to get by. I'll live. I'll manage. My anxiety will die down eventually. It always has. Um, how are things in Australia? They're good. It's been very, very hot here. Okay. I'm asking very, you to represent the here. whole entire country, by the way. And, and it's been very, very hot in the entire country. Oh, good. Okay. All right. And now, the, how about you, Ariane? I am doing well. It has not been hot in D.C. It has been very cold. I'll say. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll see some warmer weather soon. Okay. And now, I think that each of you has approximately met the small talk quota, unless there's anything else you want to say before we jump right in. Go right ahead. Okay, I, I'm, I'm leaving the floor open. You can crack as many jokes as you want. They might get edited out, but I mean, you know, if you want to say anything, now's your chance. Well, I think I think you need to patch things up with Kim, JD. It's, it's been too long. Okay, I should not have said that. We are moving right along to our first <laughs> segment, First Impressions. Me, 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 me. First Impressions. So, First Impressions, what did we think of the... Uh, first episode that was aired as a part of their finale, Generally Inhospitable. Thoughts? Anyone can start. Or no one can start. That's fine, too. I was going to let Ar- uh, Ariane start, but it's fine. I'll, I, know I can go this, with like. See, this is the fun for me. I just get to sit back and watch which of you two is <laughs> going to go at say, it first. God, let's, ha- let's see how awkward this gets. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. How I'll long start. of a pause? Go mm-hmm. ahead, Jared. Look, I, I really enjoyed it. Obviously, it was probably the first that felt the most like the Muppet Show, I think. in Look, in good ways and bad, I'm not sure it completely needs to feel like the Muppet Show, but it was nice to see some Ben Marin's Hospital again, some Muppet Labs, some Swedish Chef, uh, and I think Willie Nelson was probably the best guest star so far. Well, yeah, I'll agree to that bit about uh, Willie Nelson. Yeah, he's... Um... Let's see, I think as far as musical guests go, he's one of the few, very few they've had on that I actually really enjoy. Um, not that I'm a huge fan of his or anything, but it's like, you know, it's kind of hard to hate a song like On the Road again. It's just so simple and pleasant. Um, I mean, unless anyone here wishes to disagree. No, no it's a great song. You don't, no one wants to add drama? Okay. <laughs> All right. A little bit of conflict normally gets this going well. See, with Steve... If, if one of us can propose one view, and then even if it means completely lying, someone's going to entirely argue in the opposite direction because that makes it so much more fun. But, um, you know, I appreciate the yes and. Thank you for playing along. Um, <laughs> first impression from Ariane? I loved it. I think it was the episode of the show that everyone's been waiting for in terms of having the the perfect balance of new content, new humor, but also that nostalgia that everybody was looking for in terms of bringing back all the classic characters and 
all the all the neat little moments throughout the episode. I think it was just that it hit that perfect balance of both the new and the old. So I, I thought it was great. Yeah, yeah, it's really delightful. I think that this is clearly the one uh, that they had been really, really hoping to get right. I can tell that a lot of thought and work was put into getting this episode exactly right just because they knew this is this is when they really need everyone watching if they want to get another season. They mm-hmm. really needed the ratings to go up here, and they did. The ratings did actually go up this time from what I saw, um, which, is a, which is great. That's exactly what they needed. Um, I believe in season two. Do you guys believe in season two? I totally Absolutely. believe in season two, especially after your song. How could you not believe in season two after that? I know. It's one of the most convincing things I've ever done. It's great. <laughs> I cried. I cried multiple times. Tear-jerking. Okay, that's a little too far, Jared. I'm a little worried about you there. But anyways, um, let's get right into this story synopsis. All right, we're correcting me again. Oh, no, Kim. No, Kim is gone. She's gone the way of the pache. Ugh. Sorry about that. sad. Well, the, the thing that's not very sad is that I can actually say that Pache is almost a verb now for leaving this TV series. He's that's gone. True. That's we true. We finally got... Okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm really getting <laughs> ahead of myself, but I'm just so freaking excited about that. But let's let's move on. It's, it's kind of sad, though, just because he's not a bad actor and he didn't give a bad performance. I'm just not really just crazy about the character. A, yeah, just such a bad character. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Okay. Uh, Miss Piggy is in a dance number set to Beyonce's Single Ladies Put a Ring on It, because that's relevant, uh, when she gets an ankle injury that's so bad. Come on, help me out How here. How bad was it? Thank you. That most of the Muppets pass out upon just seeing it. Uh, when she has to be taken to the hospital, Pache plans to replace her with a guest host. Although Kermit didn't want her to know about this, uh, she tries to escape from the hospital as soon as Uncle Deadly fills her in. So we've got a lot of things going on here right from the get-go. Again, what's what's the deal with um, Single Ladies? It's such a good song. It's such a cliche one to use for this kind I of know, thing. I know, but it's it's perfect for, for Piggy in, in her situation. She wants to be, she wants to come across as a a strong, powerful single lady. And so that is that is definitely one of the the perfect songs to do it. And oh. I loved I loved her reaction that she just kept on trying to to sort of work through the dance number and then everybody around her is just passing out because of how like grotesque it looks. Right, yeah, she said it just needed a band-aid. What you just made me realize, thank you for saying what you did, um, is that it's actually setting up a bit of irony how she starts off the show um, trying to tout that she's a single lady, but by the end of the episode, it looks like she's getting back together with Kermit. I know, right? I think I think they did that very purposefully, and it was it was Certainly. really well done. Very. And clever. I loved I loved her bit in the beginning where she was like, "You guys are backup singers now, back up, Keep backing up." It's it's an <laughs> odd thing. That was, that was a perfect piggy moment. Well, in a way, it's actually kind of juxtaposed with what Kermit said around that same time in that same scene about how she was really growing as a person. And yet here we are seeing Miss Piggy being, to some extent, the mean Miss Piggy that we've seen her be recently, but also in other ways very true to the original character. Mm -hmm. Jared, thoughts? I, look, I, it's a, it's a, it's a song. It's maybe just because I'm not, you know, a powerful, strong female. Uh, You know, it's just to me, it's just a song, but I thought, Piggy 
it's super piggy and I love just even the puppetry for her actually dancing because, I mean, we've all seen a film clip to that song and it's some hardcore dance moves going on. And the fact that they could get that done with a puppet was amazing. Yeah, yeah. And I also liked it when they could pan down to the foot and pan back up. I thought that looked pretty neat. Um, yeah. It's, it's just weird for me uh, when they move along a little bit later um, and Kermit is the one who's keeping things from Piggy and sort of protecting her delusions, whereas Deadly just wants to be honest with her and acts like he never, ever lies, even though I'm pretty sure we just saw him trying to deceive Piggy in a very, very recent episode into, you know, thinking that everyone at the studio was just dying for her to come back. She was desperately needed there, faking that phone call. And so I, that seemed quite hypocritical to me. I well, even was... when, sorry, even when he okay. said, um, when he said, you know, I live a very transparent life, but the episode before he went up to Kermit and said, you know, this is the third least important secret I'm keeping. I went, well, that's just completely contradicting himself. That That is true. Yeah, gosh, you know, it's amazing how we've been so in love with Uncle Deadly for this whole series that we never even noticed the fact that he's a hypocritical jerk. Well, let's not go that far. Okay. <laughs> All right. But uh, it, still, he gave a great delivery in that scene. He oh, just he carried did. it. He oh, did. I mean, like, this... how great of a job, though, is Matt Vogel doing with Uncle Deadly? The fact that we're, like, we're in 2016, we have a primetime Muppet series, and the breakout star is Uncle Deadly. That I know. just blows my mind. We're never going to get over this fact. No, I completely agree. It's just every episode, it's always been Uncle Deadly that has been pulling, like, the the full belly laughs and just hilarious. And, like, the same thing he did this time around where he's yelling at Kermit being like, what is wrong with you? What is your job? The yes. VP of lies and deceit. It was yes. just, it was so funny. I have the exact line here, actually. I got this <laughs> quote down. It's, um, what is your job anyway, Frog? Senior VP of avoiding and omitting? Lies are toxic, Kermit. That's why I live a 100% transparent life. That was the line, but I still could not read it nearly as well, not half as well, not a fraction of as well as the excellent Matt Vogel. Matt Vogel, was, ladies was- and gentlemen. Matt Vogel. That was a great. Uh, that was a great Uncle Deadly impression. Anyway, I wasn't even going for an Uncle Deadly impression. If I was going for an Uncle Deadly impression, it would have sounded a bit different. You've heard my Kermit impression. You know how much I get into impressions. That's true. I That's throw true. A myself. Too much. Yes, I throw myself into the character. The other day, I started doing my Sam Eagle impression, and before I knew it, I was on the prowl. I didn't even know where I was going. You were just um, automatically on the prowl. You need to be on the prowl after after Kim. I can understand that would be hard. Oh boy. Oh, please. Oh, don't don't get me started. You don't even know what you're getting into. I got to represent for Steve. I got to do it. Well, I do appreciate that. Yes. By the way, I wish we had an update on how Steve was doing. I really don't know how he's been able to survive without without me bothering him all the time on this podcast. Uh, I don't know how he's handling it. I don't know. He's, He's probably going through withdrawal. He must be suffering miserably. He must be horribly lonely. What in the world was that sound? That was that was my dog Sprocket uh, shaking out his collar. You know what? I'm gonna leave that in just because <laughs> you actually had the opportunity to honestly, genuinely, really for real say that was my dog Sprocket, and you're one of the few people on the planet who can say that. <laughs> so I mean, technically, anyone could say that if they decided to name their dog Sprocket. That's not the point. The point is, 
Miss Piggy isn't the only one being bothered by Pache's plans, as Rizzo, Pepe, and Yolanda seem to get opposition from Pache whenever they want to goof off a little. When Kermit tells them to keep Pache from messing with the show, they get together with Big Mean Carl and Sweetums to get his phone away from him, followed by trapping him in a dressing room. Uh, then Rizzo gets the phone from the stomach of Big Mean Carl and gives it to Yolanda, who can call people pretending to be Pache, relying on her impressive impression of him. So... This was an interesting sitcom-y plotline of having someone who can somehow magically do the perfect impression and use the phone to call people and such. I mean, we've seen this one before, I think, but the Muppets still do it well. And you got to hand it to Yolanda. She does do a really good Pache impression. She does. Now, I couldn't figure this out watching it. And, you know, I watched episode four times for the review. Was that actually, and I'm going to, you know, completely butcher the actor's name, Utkash, and I'm not even going to bother trying the last name was it actually his voice just dubbed over because it sounded like him but slightly not like him and i just couldn't figure out how they were doing it i agree it did seem like it was really really close but it wasn't exactly dead on which i think worked i think if it was completely dead on it would have almost detracted a little bit Mm -hmm. but it was it was between Yolanda and Pache, because here's what I think was going on. And you can listen to it, and if you don't hear this, then maybe I'm wrong. But what I was hearing was they had the actor who does Pache do his impression of Yolanda. Well, that's... Thank you. Uh, That's why you hear a little bit of Yolanda's accent creeping in there. It's Her accent is very much there in the recording she's doing as Pache. Um, So I think that... He was doing his Yolanda impression, and then they slightly pitch-shifted it upwards a tiny touch, uh, which is part of why I think it had a little bit of a, a mechanical or metallic sound to it. Okay, that's, that's a good theory. I'm going to go with that from now on. Yes, well, you should also hear my theory on how they did uh, the character Astoria without anyone being able to figure out who uh, performs that character. It's actually exactly the same theory with okay, exactly so what, the same so the actor. actor the, who plays Park J? played Astoria back in the 1970s. He's good. He's very good. I know. He's he's amazing, isn't he? Um, It's a shame that they had to go and kill him off. But then again, that's one other petition that I can scratch off the list. So that's really nice. Alright, so is is this now when we get to Bash Pache? Yes, okay, fine, go for it. Oh, thank God he's gone. (laughs) (laughs) The actor's great, but I got over that character five minutes into his first episode. Yeah, it was very one-dimensional, and they never really gave him very much of a plot line that he was that he was some huge threat. Like they tried exactly play, right. They tried to play him as like the antagonist, but the, he never had enough power in the story to really to really like kind of move it that way. He was never really a a villain, so he was kind of just like a lame character that would put like some very light conflict, but then they figured a way around it really quickly. So it just it seemed like a useless character for a lot of it. Yeah, but he, can we talk about how weird his ending was? Yeah, that was weird. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get we're, there not, right. we're not at that part of the story just yet. We can we can spread the Patre bleh, I'll say that again. We can we can spread the Pache rants around the all throughout the whole episode we can spread them around i plan on it i plan on doing it when it's not even applicable (laughs) beautiful my favorite meanwhile in the hospital it looks like miss piggy won't be able to do a show that night because she'll be stuck uh, in oh wait i can't get to this yet i forgot to say something about that scene when rizzo was getting the phone from the stomach of big mean carl 
Did you notice how they were getting him out of there? Yeah, they were, um, well, I don't know what they're called, but those little phone... Rolodex, uh, Phone number, I believe. Rolodex. Yeah, Is that, that right? Was, that, was, that was clever. I thought that was brilliant. They just attached a rope to what? Wow, why do they even have that anymore? Well, not the point. Not the point. Moving on, I was trying to say, meanwhile, in the hospital, it looks like Miss Piggy won't be able to do a show that night because she'll be stuck in the hospital getting surgery, and she won't be wearing makeup. I'm going to stop already because Uncle Deadly's reaction there was oh, perfect. It was great. He's like, can we get a second opinion? I, yes. It, it's, that's just the perfect way to end right before going to that commercial break. Um, it, was, it was kind of a beautiful moment, really. It was. It was. And then we got to see Miss Piggy without her makeup, which was not so beautiful, but still looked right. You know, I love looked- the, the moment beforehand where she's trying to escape. And she sits on the lap of this really old guy. Yes. And she's like, and she's like, hit it, hit it. Like, she's like, you're not going to catch me now. And he's, oh, it was so funny. And it was just, I think it was one of those, a really great example of a moment where you, you saw Piggy being genuine. And it, she wasn't being a jerk, but she was being really genuine. And you could tell that, like, she didn't want to be in the hospital. And she's trying to figure out whatever she could to, like, get out of there. But it was a really kind of sweet, funny moment for her. And I, I liked that a lot. And I think there was a lot of moments like that in this episode. And where did they find that actor? <laughs> he was so perfect. He just looked so old and so miserable, like he was going to fall apart before they even finished the scene. He looked a little bewildered. I'm wondering if they just actually went to a hospital and just grabbed some old, like, some yeah. old dude with, with like, Alzheimer's and just chucked a puppet on him and the guy's like, what? All right, I guess I guess I'm going to do what this weird small talking pig says. <laughs> uh, yeah, surely the patients that we see getting tormented in the vet's hospital sketch were just actual patients who happened to be in the hospital. Um, unfortunately, some scenes in this episode that were in the hospital did look too much like a set. Um, but still, for the most part, I think I bought that. We have to talk about Janice's moment where she's like she wants to she wants to lay next to the people that are dying <laughs> like like a psychic cat like that was hilarious. Well, now what... can I ask a question? Sorry, just quickly, just regarding Janice and that whole scene. Yes, your when this aired in America, obviously I'm in Australia. I saw the episodes. Um, I saw the first episode uh, via a press screening, a uh, press um, kit. And then the second one when it actually aired. But I know in Canada, there was no... I don't think they aired that final scene where Willie Nelson was playing again over the credits. Did that play in America? I don't think I saw that. No, I didn't see it either. Okay, so you didn't see Janice actually lying next to an old woman? <gasps> you I did not. You kidding me. Oh, oh yes, yeah, she was lying next to an old woman. Jan- uh, Willie Nelson's playing. Um, obviously, this will be on the DVD. But... Janice is lying next to some, like, decrepit old, like, 99-year-old woman. And she just pushes her off. And Janice makes the funniest little noise, just that, whoa! And it just, it was simple, but I, it was probably my favorite joke of the entire thing. Oh, why didn't I get to see this? This is so unfair. I feel so, like, left out. That's awful. Oh, my gosh, man. I mean, this is worse than the UK spots getting cut. Ugh. It's well, just there not, we go. Yeah, I think it's, it's one a com- of the benefits of being press. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it has to do with um, 
the commercials and how they wanted to devote more yeah. time to commercials just because if they actually thought that more people would be watching for the finale, then they could probably get more sponsors to pay. So, Well, I think yeah. it's also because they made the episode... It's basically a two-part episode. Yes. As much as yeah. it's two different episodes, it's a two, it's really just one long double episode. Right. And so that scene, you've just had Kermit and Piggy say, I love you, and then it cuts straight in back from the commercial to Rolf and Kermit talking, which, you know, you can talk about in the next podcast. But yeah, well, that's, that's the interesting thing is that I couldn't even tell where the divide was between the two episodes. Okay. If they'd had well, the that, credits in there, then it would have been clear. Yeah. Well, that Rolf and Kermit part was the very first scene of the next episode. Oh. Yeah. They, it it kind of seemed like there was a little bit of separation because they kind of just had that moment where all of the characters were just so surprised that Kermit said that, that he loved her. And there was kind of like that pause and then there was like that fade to black. So it was it's, it kind of seemed like there was like that was where the separation was. Yeah, that's where the separation was. And I think because when that does go on online uh whether or not you're streaming it i haven't actually streamed it so i'm not sure whether or not this is the case but i know uh when it goes on dvd they can't they're not going to have one giant episode yeah um they'll have it separated so i think they need something for when those credits are going over and i mean all it was was willie nelson doing a song i can't remember what it was off the top of my head and all the band sort of playing along uh and yeah then you had janice curled up next to an old lady but that sounds awesome. Yes. It was it was fantastic. It just made me absolutely lose it when I was watching it. Yes. So, let's see. Uh, when Kermit tells her that the network refuses to air a rerun and wants to go with Pache's plan, she gets concerned that her career might be over. Uh, so, Kermit arranges for the Uplate crew to set up in the hospital uh, to let her host from her hospital bed. Now, I thought that this was an interesting moment that Kermit and Piggy shared there when Kermit was pretty darn sure he was going to see a tissue box hit the window, and I was too. I think that uh, that moment did work. Absolutely. I, I mean, that, just, that shows a growth over the last 16 episodes because you watch her in the first and the pilot episode, she absolutely would have thrown tissues and probably more at him. But over the last 16 episodes, you've seen her go from, you know, a completely obnoxious diva into someone who you know cries about you know being replaced and so then the one question that i do have because this is on some small level is a concern for me is is their primary way of trying to humanize miss piggy just making her less aggressive and more of a crybaby i don't think so i think um i think what that moment why it was so great is because it was a key it was a really powerful moment where it shows where she's vulnerable. Like we've, we've seen in multiple spots where she's like, she's always trying to be the, the powerful one, the strong one, nothing can affect her. She has no weaknesses. And you see that with her. And like with, with this scene, it was very, it was a very real emotion that she was like, it, it was like the first step of her moving down like the Hollywood ladder and just being a B-level star and how awful that would be for her and just showing that moment of vulnerability where we kind of see see some of that in a meaningful way and not just kind of in that very kind of mean diva way uh, it was I thought that was a really good moment so I don't think it's necessarily like her being humanized by her being a, like sort of a crybaby it's just finding those 
key parts of the story where she show they show like her weaknesses and her vulnerability in that she does have concerns and that she does have faults and, and things that she worries about. So I think it's I think that's the key of of why these past couple of episodes have worked so well because we've seen a lot of those moments where she feels vulnerable and we see her reacting to that. That is a very, very perfect response. Thank you. Jared, no any, anything to add? Do you know what? If you know, you know I, have to top that. That. Was, that was perfect. I cannot top it. Okay. All right. Great, then we get to move on. I love it when we get to move on. Um, <laughs> so Kermit arranges for the Uplate crew to set up in the hospital. Okay, come on now. That doesn't... See, Sprock is agreeing with you. He was shaking his head like this awful. See, now, I, I don't really understand how in the world it's possible that they could get permission from the hospital to just now, start shooting a TV show there. Sorry, can I interrupt for one sec? I'm 99.999% sure Ellen DeGeneres, when she, like, in the early days of her talk show, she did a show from the hospital. Hmm. Yeah, she broke her, I think she might have broken her leg, or maybe she had, like, her appendix out or something, and she had to be in hospital for a couple of days. And I remember reading somewhere that she did the show, entire show from a hospital. Okay, can someone fact check this, please? Greetings from the management of MuppetHub.com. We regret to inform you that Ellen DeGeneres never recorded an episode of her show from the hospital, but rather her hospital bed was brought to her studio. For inquiries about this confusion, please send an email to MuppetMindset at gmail.com. Moving on. Moving on to more important things. Sweetums brings some food to a trapped Pache, and when they start talking about Pache's childhood, they find that they can kind of connect and bond a little. Yolanda and the gang are making prank phone calls and sending prank text messages as Pache, uh, but then Rizzo finds out that they could get in big legal trouble. So they decide to use their powers for good when Sweetums mentions Pache's bad relationship with his father. Well, maybe not so much for good. They're trying to get rid of him. Uh, so they reconnect Pache with his dad, and Pache is never seen again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Would anyone I, like to sing? <laughs> oh, I just love Sweetums in this episode. He just, is great. He, I, he was like a, they really found a good role for him to play in that he's trying to like buddy up the Pache and kind of have small talk, and then he like offers him the snack, and it's like, come on, and... He, and it was just really funny. He was like, I, he's like, I used to be big once too. And it was, it was so <laughs> funny. And then he, there, he's trying to talk to everybody about like, he's not such a bad guy. He's had a really bad relationship with his father. And when before, like the only things that we, only words that we hear from Sweetums is like, I knew I would just catch up with you guys. And like, now he's trying to be this very insightful character i think it's hilarious it's such a it's such a good way to use use sweetums in that role and it was it was really funny and i think it was a a perfect him and mean uh, big mean carl who was just like i'm going to take care of this and he goes and eats the phone he's like i got this it was this it was a really great use of sort of both of those characters that that being said though i think one of the jokes that they have done a few times uh even going back to the pilot for this show is taking one of the characters that were used to not being very intelligent um, or very expressive with words and having them 
well, display more humanity than usual or more intelligence than usual or more knowledge of uh, language and pop culture than usual, things like that. Um, going back to Animal saying uh, that he would do nudity if tasteful. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they've sort of applied that on a, in a different way with Sweetums by having him uh, be more human. But they really applied it this time, I think, with Big Mean Carl talking about how his horns are um, uh, vestigial. <laughs> vestigial. Yeah. <laughs> It was good. That was good. And so I'm, I'm growing a little bit tired of seeing this joke all the time, but maybe I'll be over that by the time they get to a second season. <laughs> so, you know, I'm still cool with it. Big Mean Carl's been great in this show. Um, clearly, Bill Beretta has done everything in his power to basically crack open his whole portfolio of all of the best performances that he's been able to give with all of his characters over the past several years and just bring back every single opportunity he can to be awesome. And it's working so well for him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you look at, like, not to jump ahead to next week, but, you know, he brought back Howard Tubman. I know, freaking Howard Tubman. Oh my Which gosh. I was really excited to talk about in this podcast, and then you told me that we're focusing on the wrong episode. Would you like to come back next time, Jared? I'll be there. Don't okay. you worry, mate. Oh, um, lovely. But, I mean, Bill's, I think because he's one of the producers as well, he probably has a little more pull over what happens. Heck yeah. So I think he can say to the writers, oh, well, you know, don't forget that, you know, this guy exists. Don't forget that the guy exists. And it probably helps that, you know, I know a lot of the Muppet writers are long-time fans as well. And Kristen Newman is a long, long-time fan. So, you know, I'm trying to think of any of Bill's characters, like main characters, that haven't turned up in this show in one way or another. The only one that's coming to mind is probably Clueless Morgan. No, for me. And that's only because... Well, that's only because they, uh, I think then they lose the puppet. Or now the puppet's on display, actually, somewhere. Or yeah, Johnny well, Fiamma. That's what I was going to say. Although I wonder if that's because they don't know what to do with him without Sam, now that Brian Henson's not performing. You mean Sal? Sal, what did I say? I thought Sam. I heard Sam, but maybe maybe it's Sam. just the accent. No, I said Sam. Mm. But okay, well, because Sal's not around anymore, maybe they don't know how to put in Johnny by himself because mm. he needs someone to bounce off, and I don't know that they have a character like that anymore. Okay, if they asked Brian Henson to cameo for just one episode, do you really think he would turn that down? Yeah, I kind of do at the moment. Oh, okay. All right. What do I know? It would be worth a shot. It's worth asking. It's absolutely it, worth a shot. I know the Henson Company and the Muppet Studio are very good friends. Yeah. Still. So, yeah, I know he's very supportive of this show. But, look, you know, it could happen. But I know at the moment... I. I remember asking someone, and it wasn't one of the performers or anything. Someone had to do with the show, and I asked whether or not they'd spoken to Brian, and he just doesn't have a lot of interest in doing it at the moment. Hmm. Interesting. Well, it it kind of reminds me back at the point when when Frank decided to kind of break off and kind of do his own thing and and direct other movies and things like that. Like he's like I he's like he wanted a break. He wanted to pursue other work and and folks were folks were okay with that i mean frank was such a powerful performer and it definitely wasn't an adjustment to kind of get used to someone else doing all of those main characters but like people people got used to it and i think having johnny fialma and and sal back for an episode would be uh amazing and hilarious just like a, a lot of other characters that 
we haven't had a chance to see on the show yet. But I think they're also trying to be careful because I think the only character from Muppets Tonight that I've seen back on the show is Big Mean Carl. Uh, excluding Pepe, of course. Excluding Pepe, yeah. But it's, yeah, so it's just like, but Pepe's been around for right. Well, you're a lot, ta- I, I know what you mean, yeah. right? You're talking about Muppets Tonight specific characters, right, characters yeah. that we associate specifically with that production. And it has mostly been uh, Big Mean Carl. But that's probably just because in some little ways they've kept him alive with things like the um, uh, Stand By Me YouTube video. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, yeah. I, seeing so where are these pigs in space Thank videos you. that were supposed, that they kept talking about for a long time and then they we haven't seen them yet? I'm like, I thought that was going to roll out the same time with all the Star Wars stuff and then we never saw them. That I'm like, I'm, now that we've seen the vet's hospital sketch as part of this episode, I'm really looking for like, okay, where's the pigs in space stuff? I had heard that they were going to be doing some pigs in space in the actual show. Oh. And that never happened. So I'm no. wondering, like, they've definitely done some actual videos. But I believe, I remember someone told me episode 11 had it, whether or not they filmed it or whether or not they just took it out before they filmed it. Um, but that was meant to happen, I think. And I kept waiting for it from episode 11 to episode 16, and it just never came. Well, we saw all those, well, we saw them in their costumes during the, like, the Kodachrome music yes. video, but we didn't, we didn't see any skits or anything. Gosh, that was a fun music video. It was good. It was good. That song means a lot to me. It is. It's no You Can Call Me Al, but it's fun. Okay. Hold on. Oh, sorry. We'll have that discussion later. For now, let's finish this up. Uh, speaking of vet, Vets Hospital, actually, uh, the Up Late crew, along with Ralph the Dog, meet Kermit, Piggy, and Deadly at the hospital and get everything set up to start broadcasting. But then, Piggy accidentally hits the morphine button and gets immensely drugged just as the broadcast begins. I can hardly say this without laughing, because it's just so perfect. One of my favorite, favorite, favorite things in comedy is whenever you take someone and throw some kind of, you know, drug or sugar or whatever is going to make their brain go totally wonky. I just always find it so, 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 so funny when they do that. And it is. With I mean, Piggy, like we was... saw, sorry, we saw Fozzie do it in, I think, episode three, where he got hit by the tranquilizer. Yes. And that was oh, one of my yeah. favorite moments of the series. Especially when he called Kermit Brothers. Like, I still walk around saying that. Um, and then last week, was it Pepe was hammered at the uh, yes. Rolf's tavern? Oh, that was so funny. He took, like, a... You, I think the moment where, like, he literally has a lime in one hand and he takes a shot at tequila. It was hilarious. It was just... It was so funny. They did that scene so well. I, like, I couldn't stop laughing. And that's I'm after... Just, I'm such a big fan of drunk Muppets. It's true. <laughs> me, too. Well, drunk Pepe also made uh, an appearance in um, uh, the fourth episode of the series, Pig Out. That was not, oh, as, yes. not, was not as long. Singing Love but, Shack. But, yeah, drunk Pepe was singing Love Shack. Um yeah, Drunk Pepe is, he's, he certainly has a very special place on this podcast. Everybody loves Drunk Pepe. Very true. But yeah, Miss Piggy's line, um, I don't have the whole thing, but when she was kind of just starting to get loopy, you know, she's coming out of the bit about how, you know, she's, she's gotten an injury and she's going to need surgery. And she says, but I am a trooper and King Tut and Jolly Green Giant. Am I right? And then she mm-hmm. laughs hysterically. Oh, she laughs hysterically and says, whee! Yes. And that was one of my favorite bits of the episode. 
And then the later one where she's like, I'm painting my face and it feels so wonderful, <laughs> Captain Unicorn. Oh, boy. You have now been promoted to the official um, impressionist for Miss Piggy. <laughs> you probably didn't want that job, but it's too late now. Too late now. Like they say in Labyrinth, but that's <laughs> a discussion for another time. Um, gosh, I could discuss Labyrinth forever. I love that movie so friggin' much, but that is not the point. But then, uh, Miss Piggy accidentally hits the morphine button and gets immensely drugged. Just as the broadcast begins, back at the studio, Fozzie takes the show in a different direction uh, to get the cameras off Piggy. And the Swedish chef teams up with Bunsen and Beaker to present a way of making meatball ice cream. So it was weird that they just randomly decided to go into a combined Swedish chef and um, Bunsen honeydew sketch. Just out of the blue, the sketch is just here. Even though it's not strictly one sketch or the other, it's not strictly Swedish chef, it's not in Muppet Labs, it's, it's kind of just this weird thing that just shows up out of nowhere. And I honestly didn't find it all that funny. No, I don't know that they needed it. I felt that was probably the only part of the show that felt a little bit fan servicey. Yeah, and and like I like it when they're doing stuff that's fan servicey because only the really big fans are going to get it. Like little nods here and there are okay, but when you actually take some time away from your story to just say, "Hey, we can still do that old stuff that we used to do on the Muppet Show. We can just do it over again, but slightly different." Um, that's, that's, that, you can only get away with that just a little bit. And they worked it in with Vets Hospital because it actually made sense for them to take advantage of the fact that they were actually in a hospital. Um, but that one just felt kind of out of place to me. I, like, I agree with that. Like, I definitely thought that it seemed a little much, but I also see why they tried to do it because a big part of, if you look at the episode, like both parts of the episode as a whole, it was definitely, they were trying to find those moments to really just hit that, like, that Muppet nostalgia stuff. So, like, the vet's hospital, um, doing the, the Swedish chef bit where he's throwing the spoons around and doing the theme song in the beginning and, and mixing it with uh, sort of Muppet Labs. It was, it was a really, it was a neat nostalgic moment. It did seem like it was, like, not necessarily all in the right place or if they needed it to keep the story going but it was just when you look at the whole two episodes as a as a one big episode it kind of you kind of see the the flow of them keeping and integrating those really nostalgic moments and trying to incorporate pieces of the old show so like i i get why they did it um it may not have been in the right place but it was i did like it Okay. I just hope they don't over... If the show comes back for a second season and they keep on showing more... When? Actual show. When, when it comes sorry, back the show for a second season, back. yes. I believe. I, I 100% believe. But when it comes back for a second season, I hope if they start showing more of the sketches on Up Late that they don't keep going back to the Muppet Show well. If they're going to start showing sketches, just start their own. Do some more sort of get their own recurring segments because like that works so well for Muppets driving tonight with Pepe. yeah Uber driving with Pepe yeah. um, you know who tweeted at Piggy or Kardashian yeah that one was kind of neat stuff mm -hmm. like that yeah so, no I'd yeah, agree I just, I'd agree I just yeah I hope that they don't get bogged down too much in nostalgia but if they're going to do new sketches they really need to raise the bar in my view 
because what yes, we've gotten definitely. now is okay, but it's obviously not something that any Muppet character is going to be associated with uh, from now on. I mean, don't get me wrong. There were some Muppet Show sketches, even recurring ones like Bear on Patrol, um, that don't really capture what we think of Fozzie or anything like that, and not many people may remember those. But it's still somewhat memorable, you know? It wasn't bad. And here, what we've seen on the show hasn't been that bad, it just hasn't been memorable enough. And so I think that they need to bring in recurring sketches that will continuously really, really just keep grabbing our attention and shocking us and making us really, really interested in one particular character in a particular way. That's what I'd like to see. Well said. Okay. At the hospital, Deadly introduces a new Vets Hospital sketch as Ralph and Janice inflict their puns on unsuspecting patients. Uh, well, one unsuspecting patient. Stupid Kim. Oh, wait, I wrote this one. Stupid me. Um, they close out up late with Willie Nelson and the Electric Mayhem singing On the Road again for some reason. So uh, this is one of a few songs in the episode that kind of seems to come out of nowhere. There's no good reason for this guest star more than any other, other than he's a legendary musician. I was going to say, it's such a classic Willie Nelson song. And then the other thing that I really liked about it was at the beginning where he's like, looks like you need cheering up, darling. And she's like, no, I think we're both pretty happy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I liked that they pretty much, like I know it was a condensed version of the song, but they didn't cut away during it. That was probably the most Muppet show that, that this series has been so far in that, like Vets Hospital, yeah, it was yeah. great, but they cut away. Um, the Swedish Chef and Muppet Labs, like you said, wasn't really one or the other. It was just combined. Um, but this, you know, they gave an entire, well, I say entire, condensed musical number and let it be what it was. They didn't cut away to another scene happening. They didn't do anything like that. They just showed the guest star like they would in the olden days. And I think that was probably the most effective part of the nostalgia trip I think that this episode was trying to take us down hmm 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 okay. that was pretty deep and hmm. I think I think the other thing that was really neat about it is that you saw on Facebook afterwards like all the all the Muppet performers like had pictures with Willie Nelson and that he was such a legend and that you could tell that it was a segment that they immensely enjoyed doing and that they were so excited for and like having them having a moment where they're really excited to bring uh, a, le a music legend as a, as a guest star for for this new show, I think it was a a really neat thing to see. That like before with the with the old Muppet Show, it was they had tons of instances of that. And for for this show in particular, the range of sort of cameos and guest stars has been all across the board, and maybe only a few times where we've seen sort of the the bigger name uh, celebrities and folks that are kind of those legends and I think Willie Nelson just kind of hit that and it was a it was a really great moment yeah. I'd like to he just he looked really happy to be there mm -hmm. there were a couple of times where he, I think he looked at Floyd at one point and just had the biggest grin on his face and it was genuine and he just looked like he was having a great time yeah yeah yeah, it was nice. Um, but just when all seems good, Piggy accidentally tells Kermit, I love you, in all of her drugginess, which she said the same thing to, um, what was it? Was it like a soap dispenser or something like that? The hand sanitizer dispenser thingy. Yeah. Space cowboy and tiny talking giraffe. <laughs> yes. Thank you for keeping track of those. I meant to list all of them. But anyway, um, well, Kermit realizes that he loves her too. He says I love you, but unfortunately the whole audience 
here's that. Um, and that is where we leave off, unless you include the part where Janice is curled up next to an old person. <sighs> I can't um, believe we missed that. It was a great little bit. <laughs> so, look, if that's the end of the episode, did I bash Pache enough yet? Well, we um we have other segments. Can we talk about we have other well, segments. Yeah, I guess I can roast him. Yeah, you can. All right, I'll roast him. Okay. All right. In that case, I think we can just move right along to a commercial break. You know how they say that you can't have your cake and eat it too? Well, they never said anything about having spaghetti and dessert at the same time. Try Bunsen and Chef's Meatball Ice Cream. We're an already established brand. Look for it in the frozen aisle. But the concept of Murphy's Law really is amazingly applicable to Kim. Because ever since I met her, everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. I just can't believe it. And now people will not stop giving me a hard time about this relationship that I supposedly had with this person. JD. And it just JD. doesn't make any... I didn't... Nothing happened. But people won't stop stop riding me about this. They won't get off my case. And it's just not JD. fair. JD. I didn't you, do anything you gotta, to this. You gotta sir. give love a chance, JD. But right now we're back. What? You gotta give love a chance, JD. But right now we're back. Oh, we're back. Yeah. Oh, we're back to the show. Awkward. This got awkward very fast. Yes, it fast. did. Well, you know, I, 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 I could have said um, I did not have standby relations with that woman, and then it would have gotten really awkward. But you know what? Oh, oh you have to up it to your PG rating. I know. Well, if I could change the the tag, the clean tag for this podcast, I would have, but I can't get that setting to work. Ugh. I've been trying I to. I swear I don't want to. Ugh. Okay, uh, I can bleep it out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, maybe I deserve that one. Moving on, it's time for everyone's favorite segment, a tidbit from Jared. So, have any interesting tidbits for us? I didn't realize it was coming back. It was I was told it was it was a one-off. I'm sure yeah. I can think of one. Well, you you made me think of a whole opening intro that I then I had to write and record. You have no that, idea how long that took me, that and then I had outro, to get a, uh, yes, that the closing outro. That outro was delightful. That outro was one of my favorite things ever. <laughs> yeah, it's one of my favorite things that I've ever done. All I'm right, pretty happy with it. Let me quickly think of a tidbit. Um, um, they made me take down my post about my set visit. Is that a tidbit? That's a tidbit. Yep, they made me take it down. And that is a shame, my no friend. I have no idea why they made me take it down, but I got a, uh, a very frantic message from Mr. Ryan Dozier saying they want you to take it down. So That's that so weird. Did you sign down. something when you were on set? No. Oh, okay. No, and as far as I knew, they knew I was going to be writing something, but that's all right. Look, they're happy with me now, so crisis averted. All right, that's the okay. way to do it. Okay, well, this has been an interesting tidbit from Jared. There, I did a, a somewhat abbreviated version of the closing theme that time. I was going to say, I it was way too long last time. I didn't need... <laughs> even then, I shortened it. I cut out about two minutes. <laughs> I really did. I shortened it from about two minutes and 40 seconds to about 40 seconds. It was still too long, but that was just to torture you specifically. I didn't really care That's about fine. anyone else who happened to be listening. I just wanted you, Jared, to be bothered by having to sit through 40 seconds of that amazing, beautiful song. I mean, God bless Monty Python, but that's not the point. That is not why we are here today. We are here because we're going to jump right into the favorite segment. It's my fave. And we're already here in the favorite segment. It's amazing how time flies. <sighs> I don't even know where to begin. Someone else start, please. 
Okay, is, or don't. I was going to say, it's really hard because there are so many good moments in this episode that it's really hard to pick a favorite. I think one of the funniest things that just really made the episode was uh, Yolanda's ability to mimic Pache's voice. So I think that, just like that story arc um, along the whole episode, I think was really good. But I've always been a huge fan of of the frog and pig romance. So at the very end, where we finally hear... Kermit admitting that he loves her that that has to be that has to be my favorite moment wow do I disagree but oh. let's 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 move right along to Jared what do you have to say <laughs> so we've already spoken about it but drug muppets are just my favorite thing in the world oh yes and so piggies just the three moments that killed me were the uh you know that wee and then the the painting of her face it feels amazing and then I love you hand sanitizer dispensary thingy Okay, okay. Those. Hold on. Now Jared is the new official impressionist for Miss Piggy oh, on this podcast. Oh, you want my impression? I can nail it. Let's let's hear it. Yes, All right. please. <clears throat> I love you, hand sanitizer dispensary thingy. How was that? Wow. That's pretty good. Okay, That's okay. Really good. Yes, this this has been an interesting impression from Jared. And now they had to hear that song again. They must hate me now. <laughs> By God, as much as I do. Okay, well that's true. Um, yeah, now that I know this, we can be recording sketches as Kermit and Piggy, Jared. <laughs> Why haven't I been told this before? This is amazing. <laughs> well, I don't have any appropriate response to that. Now it just got awkward. I got to give my favorite so we can move on. We got to get out of this segment. It's it's going bad. Um, ah, so many things to love. So many things to love. I think I'm actually going to agree with Jared on this one because my favorite is my favorite moment in this is also seeing uh, Miss Piggy getting really, really drugged because somehow I didn't see it coming. And when it happened, it was just so great. She just goes totally nuts. It's beautiful. I love it. I mean, Uncle Deadly comes close, but I got to give it to the pig. I got to give it Let's to the pig. Let's give it up for the pig. That's right. Yeah. That's right. All right. Yes. Thank you. Applause sound effect. And with that, I guess we can move to um, a toast and a roast. Yes, a toast and a roast. Don't know why I had a question mark at the end of that. Um, so it's as if I don't even know what's going to happen in my show, although technically I don't. Anything could change at any moment. Like right now, uh, for some reason, the uh, recording bar that shows you guys being recorded, it just kind of stopped. Um, so I'm assuming that you're still being recorded right now, but I don't, e I don't really know. It's just part of the fun of being a podcaster. That mean like half this podcast is just gonna be you talking to yourself. <laughs> it could happen that way, yeah. I'd listen. Thank you. Anyway, Jared, are you ready to roast Pache? I will roast Pache until he's crispy. <laughs> yes, your time has come. Go ahead, say anything I, you want about him. Just such a bad character. He had <laughs> no, he had no real character to him besides that smarmy sort of not even suave just sleazy guy and i mean we've already got the sleaze factor coming from pepe and rizzo so you don't need it in human form he was never that much of a threat and his storyline ending was just bizarre like i expected when he was sort of walked out and went that's all i've ever wanted when he finally got his i love you from his dad i expected him to turn around go psych and then close and lock the door 
Yeah, I but, was actually expecting that the whole thing was a ruse, but then the fact that it was all legit, I actually kind of, I kind of liked that. I thought that that kind of worked in a weird, weird way. It was just interesting to see his character totally change around from something so simple that we never would have thought of. It's it's funny because it's weird juxtaposition out of nowhere. Yeah, but I'd like, and obviously for you, you know, that worked and that was a satisfying sort of ending for him. But for me, I just went, what happened here? Like, it almost seemed rushed what happened a little here? bit. What it happened did, here? It did seem oh. rushed. And I thought, like, that type of, that storyline of, like, oh, I've only just, I've only wanted to be loved by my father and whatever. It just, it's so overdone. And it just kind of seemed like, I'm just going to insert this in here and that's the way to get rid of Pache. So it just kind of seemed... Like, they wanted to figure out a way to get rid of Pache, and so they just found, like, dusted up an old storyline and put it in. And there was that weird moment where he took his glasses off and went cross-eyed. I didn't like, see that. I didn't even notice. Oh, he took his glasses off and went, like, slightly cross-eyed and put them back on. <laughs> it's like, what? That No, that's such a hammy, hacky joke. Ugh. Just the whole, the, I, if he's gone for good, then thank Christ, because I'm just, I'm done with Pache. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's true. He is sort of like, um, just about uh, every time th- uh, over the past 20 years, when we've seen an appearance of Pepe that we didn't like, Pache kind of embodies that, and is even sleazier than that, and is even more lame than Pepe. I don't know how you accomplish that, but he does. And that's not cool. He really... I never knew Pepe was lame, though. I thought Pepe was always like a, even when even in Muppets Tonight, where he didn't have a lot to do, it seemed like Pepe was a, a at least a interesting character. You kind of got his the reason why like his personality was the way it was. Like I've never really considered Pepe like lame in particular. I think that. Uh, in a way, you're right, but in another way, I think that the way he dresses like he's in a Boys to Men video or, um, <laughs> you know, all the times that we have seen him not do so well with the ladies, even though he thinks he's extremely handsome, even though he's funny. kind of grotesque. That's really then, funny. Yeah, that's, 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 that's the funny side of Pepe, but the whole not funny side of Pepe, that's what Pache embodies to me. Uh, um, okay. Does that make sense? That does make Absolutely. sense. Absolutely. Does anyone else want to roast Pache before we continue? I think I he's probably roasted on, enough. Okay, all right. Would you like to toast someone, Jared? Not Pache? The writers who wrote off Pache? <laughs> no, you, you know what? I, in all seriousness, I, I'm i going to roast Matt Vogel. Not toast, roast, toast, toast. Toast Matt Vogel. I was going to say. I'm going to th- toast Matt Vogel. Listeners, please, everyone tweet Matt Vogel right now. No, but no, yes, I, I, completely, I completely agree that he has been deserving a very good toast ever since... Um, Gosh, when hasn't he deserved it? He's been such a good performer for so friggin' long. Yeah. I'm glad he's finally, like, he's been around since, like, which a lot of them have now, uh, the early 90s. And so it's nice that he's finally getting, he's finally become one of the, you know, core people. And he's crushing it with Uncle Deadly. He was amazing with um, Sweetums in this episode. I think he's probably, he's, he's quickly becoming one of my favorites. Yeah. Of yeah. all time, not just nowadays. Right, yeah. Same here. He really is pretty great. So I, I commend your toasting of Matt Vogel. Um, I think that I am going to... No, I'm going to pass it on to Ariane. What have you got? Oh, that's tough. So I I think I'm going to toast Sweetums 
because I think the way that they used his character in this episode was just so perfect and it made a lot of really great moments. So I definitely want to toast Sweetums. Um, in terms of roast, I want to roast the, the guy who played the doctor because I've seen Phil him. Lamar. Yes. That, 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 I was trying to figure out what his name was. Yes. Because it was like, he was one of those people where it's like, I've seen him before. I've seen You've him, heard other him many stuff. Times. And it was just like, I know who you are, but I can't really associate things that you've done. And I just don't know what value you're bringing to this right now. So it was just kind of like a really random cameo that I think could have been, they could have done so much more with it. Yeah, but I don't know that it was necessarily a cameo. I think it was just, it might have worked better as a cameo. But I mean, Phil Lamar is much more known as a voice actor. Um, Like he was Hermes on Futurama, stuff like that. Oh, okay. So I, I was actually really excited when he turned up. I thought that was a nice little moment because I don't think it wasn't necessarily a cameo. It was just, hey, there's Phil Lamar. I love that guy. Yeah, and I just thought they could have done because he's recognizable enough that I thought yep. they could have done so much more with that with that bit that would have made it really, really funny or really entertaining and it just seemed kind of like really flat. So that I think I would, I'm going to roast Phil Lamar for that. Sorry, Phil. Hmm. Okay. All right. And that comes back to me. So I'm actually going to roast someone else in the hospital. Um, I'm going to roast the woman who was the victim of the vet's hospital sketch just because I didn't quite buy it. I thought her reaction... No, she was a little over the top. It Well, in some ways she was over the top, and in other ways she wasn't over the top enough. Like, I just didn't buy that she was actually totally thrown off by these animal doctors with a hammer, as she should have been. She should have been really, really thrown off by that, and she was annoyed, but she wasn't alarmed enough for me. I think the difficulty of that, well, is is because the scene was so rushed. It was so quick that they didn't really have time to really do it. It was, they had, like, maybe two or three really quick jokes from Janice and Rolf, and then that was it. Like, it just seemed a really rushed segment where they didn't really have time to kind of do the full banter back and forth that they normally do for those skits. Yeah, see, we keep acting like we got to see another Vets Hospital sketch, even though in reality, what we got to see was part of a Vets Hospital sketch. We didn't get a whole sketch, um, as is the habit of this particular TV series. I'd have liked to have seen Piggy included in some way. Yes, I know she was high on morphine. But whether or not they were going to, you know, operate on her instead or, you know, whether or not she had sort of been brought over in a wheelchair or something to join in. It was like, yes, it was a vet's hospital sketch, but it was only half a vet's hospital sketch. But she was also missing. And so it was almost like a quarter of a vet's hospital sketch. So it was, that we two, actually saw. Yeah, it was two thirds of half of a vet's hospital sketch, which makes it uh, uh. one third. Sure. Someone correct me. You got the wrong group of people for that. Okay, rats. <laughs> it's a shame. I do so well in math classes, too, and yet this is the kind of stuff that I can't do. Anyway, so that's my roast. As far as my toast goes, get ready to hate me, you guys. Get ready to hate me. Are you ready? Well, ready. sorry, Jared, you've been doing this for the whole time, so yeah, that was unnecessary. I did not mean to doubt your skills at, at hating me. I'm sorry about that. But I'm actually going to toast Pache. I'm going to hang up right now. Okay, I'm, here's, here's why I am toasting him, because finally he had the decency 
to just up and leave. He, he didn't even need a good reason for it. He had the lamest reason ever with this overused cliche. It didn't matter. He was finally kind enough to us, the audience, to just pick up his things and go away. So that's a that, backhanded roast. A toast, oh, I should say. It's, it's a, you're getting those mixed up a lot today. But yes, it's, it's sort of a backhanded toast. It really is. It's a little bit mean and a little bit evil. But you know what? I'm still glad that it happened. I'm, so, I'm still glad that he, did, that he did this. So I'm, I, I can applaud him for that. Let's come on. You know we all cheered when he when he left. I hope he's gone for good. Oh gosh, can you imagine if next season he shows up again and he's in every single episode for uh-huh. half the episode? Then most of my reviews, most of my reviews are going to be <laughs> terrible. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. All right. I think that about brings us to the end of this show. Finally. Thank you guys for being troopers, even though the listeners may not have known this, but a lot of things went bad tonight. It was kind of amazing. It was like the curse of She Who Must Not Be Named all over again. But Maybe uh, it's just me being here. I was thinking the same thing, but I didn't want to say it until you did. Well, it's fine. It's fine. This is why I hate you. Oh, okay. All right. Say, uh, Jared. Yes, sir. Would you, uh, would you like to you know, close out and talk about the Muppet Mindset and where people can find you and all that jazz? I'd love to. So you can find us on MuppetMindset.com. Uh, Twitter is at MuppetMindset, and Facebook is The Muppet Mindset. Uh, there's a few things coming up planned. We're going to sort of give the site a bit of an update, maybe Ooh. change the layout a little bit. Ooh. Uh, that's coming in the next, uh, I'm hoping within the next month or so. Uh, I'm excited. I'm pretty sure we're getting a new banner and everything made up as well. I've sort of, I've had a bit of a gutful of the, uh, the current layout. So, yeah, we're going to do away with some of the older segments, like Weekly Muppet Wednesday. After six years, that's now finished up. Yeah, I saw that you finally killed off that segment, which kind of amazed me, because it's the staple of the Muppet... Okay, not the staple, but it's one of the many staples of the Muppet mindset. It's so iconic, and I'm going to miss it. It is, but, I mean, we went through a list of all the people we've done, and the only people we had left were just the most obscure, random characters... And I'm like, there's no point. So I spoke to Ryan. He's like, you know what? Do one on Gloria Estefan and cut it loose. Wow. Did she get the final one? Is that right? Uh, Gloria Estefan got the final one. Gloria Estefan as well is a he. I've heard from the official sources. Oh, okay. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I thought it was a he. It's a he. It's a he. Fufu, we determined, was a she, I think. I I always thought Fufu was a he. I thought so, too, because of the performance being provided by Mr. Whitmire, but I'm pretty sure it's actually a she from what I was seeing okay. on the Muppet Wiki. So that went through me. But yeah, last time, that's one of the things that uh, uh, Chris Harris and I were discussing a little bit. So, Right. Uh-oh, and, and the recording software is going wonky again. I think uh, I, I might lose you guys soon. This is... Oh, no. Wait, and we're here again. We're back. Okay, I think we've got a few more minutes before the curse of jared newman kicks in so um uh arianne do you have anything else that you would like to add before we close out uh nothing to plug uh but i do think you make should make something up uh, well you should you should give love a chance jd that's all i'm gonna tell you give love a chance sorry i'm, I'm on team love i'm on team friendship all the way <laughs> i'm sorry i can't wait i can't wait till the episode where you know you get high on morphine and tell you know tell kim your lover hmm he just needs to drink tap water for that. Oh, boy. All right. I tell you, if as soon as I start one of these running gags, I just end up getting hit with it so hard in every single show. But anyways, uh, I'm J.D. Hansel. You can find my work at MuppetHub.com. 
and you can follow along with our... No, you can't, because the series is on hiatus. Rats, you can't follow along with our live tweets, but you can look at the previous ones at New Muppet Show, and you can still follow me at JD11PC. Shoot me an email at me at muppethub.com. If you've got any thoughts on this show, I would love to have some of your feedback. Um, I've gotten some recent feedback that's been quite helpful, so please keep sending it in. I love it. I'd love to hear from you guys, and I also want to thank you all for listening to the show thus far because uh, it's, it's kind of great now that we're getting to this big finale and we actually have a number of listeners who have been following along. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to uh, seeing how this finale turns out once we get to part two. And I'm just, I'm so excited for this. I'm so excited for the Muppet Madness tournament that's coming up. I cannot express that enough. The excitement is overwhelming me. I can't believe we still have to wait a while for that, but it is coming. It is happening. And it's going to be so amazing. Uh, I think that's most of what I have to say. Okay, Now we're yeah. Cast of Cards now? Hmm? Uh, no. j- just just one second. Let me close out. Okay, let me close out. <laughs> Frank Underwood. Frank, me, Under- hold- Frank Underwolf. We need to watch House of Bricks. Nice. Good reference. I'm J.D. Hansel, and I'm a hand sanitizer dispensary thingy. Okay, and we're in the clear. Would you like to go watch House of Cards, Jerry? 100%. Yes, okay. You go for it, man. You go All for right. it. But All this right. What is this fun? Always is. Oh, good. I'm glad. Even though you hate me, you can still enjoy being on the show. I appreciate that and respect that. 